Hello, and welcome to Pilot Riot. I am your fearless host, Madeline Palman, and I just wanted to get a few things out of the way before we get started this week. So first of all, we are now a part of the Astro Panda podcast network and blog talk radio, like we announced on the podcast last week. You may notice that we now have ads before and after the podcast, just short little 30 second blurbs for your edification. Uh, yeah, so we're no longer available on SoundCloud, but you can find us on Blog Talk Radio and, as always, iTunes. We are working on getting the podcast in a few more places, but you can definitely listen to it on Blog Talk Radio and iTunes for now. Second of all, um, we had some scheduling issues this week. Um, as you all know, Peter moved to Seattle. He was in North Carolina for business this week. Uh, so he is joining me via speakerphone. And later I'm joined by my very wonderful Aunt Jackie, also via, via speakerphone. So it's a little bit of speakerphone city up here on the Pilot Riot Party Bus this week, but we are still going to have a good time. And as always, you can follow us at Pilot Riot Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you feel so inclined, you can email us at pilotriotpodcast at gmail.com. And now on to the shows. I do want some more wine. And then we'll do it. Well, we're, oh, do- we're doing it right now. Oh, we're recording. We are. Well, I want some wine. Go have some wine. Okay. I'll do it. Peter and I don't really need you. But also Matt, now he's walking around the kitchen and making a ruckus. Really? Yeah. Snickers, almond, and or a Twix. Um, I'll take a Twix. Let's be real. Let's be real. So Peter, Matt and I watched this incredible documentary yesterday. Oh, thank you for this many Twix. Um, there's going to oh, yeah. be, there's going to be a lot of crinkly candy noises right now, but our listeners, hopefully they just feel like they're sitting right in the mat, the kitchen, the kitchen with Matt and I. But did we start though? Like, didn't you guys didn't do an intro or anything? No, but I might still put some of this in there for funsies. Okay. Cause I think that people are going to like to hear Peter and I back on the horn together. Um, so Matt and I watched <laughs> all the fans, all the fans. Yo. So Matt <laughs> and I, Matt and I watched this amazing documentary, Peter, called the price uh, of gold it was called the price of gold it was an espn documentary and it was about tanya harding and nancy kerrigan okay it was fantastic you know about them right yeah of course yeah, yeah. i didn't matt didn't you didn't no nope. I, ga- I gave him a whole <laughs> no i, I gave I'm him a straight. whole i gave him a whole olympic history the other night I told him about that and i told him about carrie strug um all right so we're gonna do an intro in just a sec after i have some wine here Okay. And by some wine, she means chugging the rest of her glass. There was a sip and a half left. That was like three. That was not. <laughs> All right, so let's do this intro. All right. Hello, and welcome back to Pilot Riot. I'm Madeline Palman. And I'm Peter Humbarger. <laughs> Joining us live over speaker speakerphone from Seattle. Seattle, Washington. Peter, tell us about Seattle. What are you doing there? How is it going? So I am working at Amazon, uh, enjoying the rain. Actually, not really enjoying the rain, but it rains a lot, so dealing with the rain. (laughs) More dealing with the rain than enjoying the rain. Yeah, more dealing with the rain. Um, Trying to make friends, Yeah, hiking. Can, like can we tell our listeners uh, the thing that you were texting me about earlier this week that something that you really, really miss 
about LA that they don't have very many of in Seattle? <laughs> Wait, what was it? Wendy's. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. okay, well, to be fair, I used to live next to, like, so many restaurants. <laughs> and here, there are no restaurants near me because I live in, like, kind of a residential area. So the only ones within walking distance are this place called Jurjur, which is this really odd Somalian restaurant. It's, like, a hangout for <laughs> African-Muslim um, cab drivers. Yeah. And there's... Like, the kitchen and the dining room aren't really separated, but there are also no menus, and there's, like, a prayer corner. Um, it, it's weird, but I went there one night and got goat and rice. It was really good. But... Oh, my God, I'm sure it was good. That sounds <laughs> exactly. amazing. It was really good, but all the restaurants around here are Ethiopian or um, Somalian, which is odd, but... Pretty good. But then there is actually this one place that's really close to me called Ezel's Famous Chicken. And it was actually featured on Guy Fieri's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Guy Fieri. That that motherfucker strikes again. (laughs) um, So to be honest, I actually had that for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) It's really fucking good. Um, But it's like always packed. My friend Ian and I, um, we got an apartment right in the the gay area, Capitol Hill, and it had like a backyard and granite countertops, and we found out today we were approved, so. Woo! Congratulations. Happy approval. Let's click glasses to to Peter. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Tonight, Matt and I are drinking a uh, Francis Ford Coppola Chardonnay that was on sale at Pavilions. You know, not as not as good as it should be for the twelve dollars price tag. The tastes like the reds are really good. Really, I think it tastes a little better than like you know your barefoots and your cupcakes. That's true. Tastes like a shelf one point five when it is really being sold as a shelf two. You know. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. We're rating our wines now. Should we add a segment to the podcast where we rate the wine (laughs) that we're drinking that night? Pilot ride plus wines. Pilot Riot, uh, you know, no joke came. Um, (laughs) So Peter and I watched a real doozy of a pilot this week on Freeform called Famous in Love. Um, (laughs) Hang on, let me pull it up on IMDb really quick. So good. I have it up. So a college student's big break in a Hollywood blockbuster leaves her navigating through an undeniable chemistry and uncovering the truth about a missing pop star. Oh, I didn't know that there was someone missing. Oh, the me neither. The missing person doesn't come up in the first episode. No, and I wish it had. I wish it had been all about that. Because this pilot was created by Marlene King, who created a favorite of yours and mine, Peter. That is Pretty Little Liars. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> even, even the poster says, from the executive producer of Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're really playing it up in that sense. And um, basically, this if you've watched the pilot of The Arrangement, you've watched the pilot to Famous in Love. It was like but every yeah, every beat was like. the same. Yeah. Um, so it starts off with a little foreshadowing. It sure do. Um, or, yeah. I think there's like a technical literary term. Um, It starts in medias ray. It starts in the middle of the story. Okay, yeah. Technically speaking. (laughs) (laughs) It's all you TV literary scholars out there. (laughs) Starts off with 
the middle of it kind of like somewhere in the future continue yeah and she's um she's like on the red car. i don't know she's just like getting out of her car and there's lots of paparazzi she's clearly famous and then uh it, then it goes back to like the earlier story of how helicopter. she got there hollywood helicopter alert hollywood helicopter alert <laughs> someone Did stole a car that? someone stole a car did they say that? No. No, we're saying it right now. We're making it a thing. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so there's like back a year ago, and then she's. Or do they flashback to her or the, the guy? The guy. They, her, I thought. Well, regardless, they, they flash back to like what, like a year ago? Right. Or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she uh, is living with these her friends in L.A. In a very and... unrealistic house. In a very, very unrealistic house. That was like a million and a half dollar house that they were living in. The three college yeah, students. Yeah. Infuriating. When are they going to stop doing that shit? Well, we don't want to see how like poor people live. <laughs> That's a good point. But they were living in like a million and a half dollar house. Like it looked like it was in the hills. It was very nice, but <laughs> that, that aside, the one is the one girl is um, an actor, and then there's like some guys that they live with, who they're friends with, and then uh, the main character, who is Bella Bella Thorne, and she plays Paige Townsend with no D. With no D, which is like <laughs> something they go back to again and again. It's really annoying. Yeah, it was like, okay, just don't say a fucking D. Wait, what's the name? Paige Townsend. Ew. She's really pretty, actually. She's pretty. She's very generic. Yeah, she is. But she has, like, that... Her hair looks like Emma Stone, so it's, like, definitely fake, but... Her hair is incredible. Yeah. Her hair looks like it came well, straight from a Pantene ad. Her hair really makes yeah. her. I mean, I think anyone's hair will look that good if they get a blowout, but... That's true. If you get a blowout before, like, every scene... Yeah. You're gonna look exactly. good. So then she goes to this audition with her friend for this part. There's, like, a lot of drama between these actors. Also, the actors are, like... They seem really young. They're really young, and they are just, like, the most boring nondescript actors I've like ever seen in my life. <laughs> They're like horrible They're actors. actors. <laughs> yeah. Like it hurts. But I do love I do love a show that is about getting into the acting world. Do you played, like played by shitty actors. <laughs> <laughs> a very meta. Yeah. It's like, well how did you get there? <laughs> Peter, you're missing one of your favorite things. What? Frankie is crying outside of his owner's room. No, I think Frankie's what? I think he's inside the room. Oh, he's I crying, he though. To come out here. Oh, never mind. Sad. Never mind. Um, okay, so, back to what we were saying. <laughs> uh, this show, though, did make me really miss L.A. Because they did, like, a lot of they did a lot of shots to, like, a Sunset Strip and Hollywood Boulevard. 
Yeah, the opening, the very opening shot was the Hollywood sign, as if they could like possibly be more cliche. (laughs) So cliche, Uh, and they really glamorized Hollywood, like like the actual neighborhood Hollywood. It was like it's not that cute. Definitely not. I live there, and I am there right now. (laughs) Yeah, is it not cute? You know, it's cute in its way. In the words of Matt, morning, if you like watching a meth addict um, OD on Sally Field Star. <laughs> if you like watching a meth addict take a shit in your backyard. Which you literally <laughs> did. You literally yeah, saw that. Yeah, I literally did. <laughs> Hollywood's for you. <laughs> uh, so this pilot is what I would call a real eye roller. It was just, it was just one cliche after the next. I didn't believe any of the actors. It was like, I didn't believe for one minute that this girl, you know, um, like, does anyone really come to LA like to study? Like she, well, okay. That's, that's a good point. Um, (laughs) That's a, that's a fair point. But you know, (laughs) okay, Peter, Um, (laughs) just just throw your education around. No big deal. Um, And to become an actor. And to become an actor. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah. So, you know, it was just so, it was just so bland the way that they set up the story of like, she, you know, her parents will never go for her being an actor because she has to study and do well in school and graduate on time. And if she doesn't, she'll be the first person in her family to not get a college degree. And, uh, you know, but oh my God, I'm a nobody. And I went to a cattle call that was supposed to be a publicity stunt. And, you know, now I'm going to be a famous actress and the most popular guy in the world wants to date me. Like, well, first of all, first of all, it was almost the exact plot, beat for beat, of the pilot of the arrangement on E, which was a pilot that we covered a couple episodes ago, and uh, I was so disappointed by it. Especially now that I know that there's this mystery element somehow tied into it, I really wish that that had been present in the pilot that would have spiced it up. That you know, maybe there would be a thread of that Pretty Little Liars thing that I love so much that Marlene King did so well with Pretty Little Liars, maybe that, that would be in this pilot. And maybe I would I like it Tangy better. I think is the one that's missing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, so there's also this really convoluted side story with... It's uh, really boring. It was really boring. There's the convoluted side story with the her, you know, male counterpart, this... Uh, movie star who's going to be the star that who's going to be her co-star in this big movie that she got cast in. His mom is the producer and um, the, the young actor is feuding with another young actor and uh, th- this woman Tangi, this pop star plays into all of it. Like someone was cheating with someone, someone was cheating on someone with Tangi and like stuff like that. And it was really boring and hard to follow. Or not really hard to follow, but just, like, you didn't care to follow it at boring, all. yeah. And um, something I really appreciated about this pilot, and I don't mean this as a compliment. When I say I appreciated it, I don't mean this as a compliment. Was the gratuitous 
use of paparazzi. Like, 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 I'm sorry, but like the paparazzi does not hoard people like that anymore. Like, I think hardly ever. Like, yes, they, they are around and they follow people, but like, they were acting almost like, like these are the most famous people in the whole world. Yeah, like I was just watching Matt and I the other day watched an incredible documentary that I recommend to all of our listeners called it was part of the ESPN 30 for 30 series and it was called The Price of Gold and it was the Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan story and it was so good and um oh fuck what was how was I going to connect this? Oh, and so like after that whole huge scandal happened, uh like Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding were like swarmed by media for like the last couple weeks before the Olympics. And that's like the type of thing that's like a huge crime scandal, like OJ or something. And they're acting like press hordes of that magnitude follow these people every day when they're going to get coffee. (laughs) And it's like, like, no one is that famous. Not even the Kardashians. Like the like there aren't mobs of paparazzi following the Kardashians everywhere they go. There's no mom following anyone like that. No, 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 no. Like, it, it was mobs that was, like, to the level of, like, celebrity crime. Like, or you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean. Like, some horrible tragedy scandal. Like, it was insane. And then they had, they were it's just, like, it was just lots of, like, I wish that I had, like, a video component where I could show what I'm doing right now. But it was just lots of, like people with cameras going like over here, whoever over here. And like, um, putting the camera at like different angles, like one shot, another angle, another shot, like put it overhead, another shot, like to the side, to the other side, like upside down, like lots of paparazzi acting with rotating the cameras. Yeah, it was, very, it was very unrealistic. They also relied way too heavily on the use of music to tell you the story of, like, how to feel. Like, the actors were so bad that every single scene had music that was, like, very... And it played, like, exactly into the emotion. So it would be, like, a happy, fast song from There Was Good News. And then, like... I mean, they they really edited the sound of this. I couldn't agree more. Did you notice that? I didn't notice that, but now that you say it, it sounds right. And, like, oh, it's just so frustrating because, I mean, yes, it's a teen drama. It's on Freeform, like, like formerly known as ABC Family. Like, it's a teen soap, and we can't expect too much from it. But at the same time, we can expect more than this. Yeah. I like that the the best friend is going to be a sex worker. Like, that's definitely oh, yeah. what that is leading into. That was a really good line when he, she runs into him in the, at the laundromat. And, and he's like, well, I'm not more the merrier kind of guy. Like, bring your friend next time. Yeah. yeah. Of course she's a sex worker, though. Like, another L.A. cliche. We're just like, a young, struggling actor has to sleep with older men to, like, make it in L.A. It's like, okay. So How true. Original. <laughs> yeah. But... I thought it was entertaining, and I actually did uh, get about, like, halfway through the second episode. Why did they release all of the episodes on Tuesday? I don't know. This is something that some channels are doing now. I'm trying to remember the other show that did it. Oh, Search Party did it on TBS, where they release all the episodes online, but they still show them in order once a week. Oh, they do? Yeah. That's odd. 
So it's like a new marketing type thing. Or new distribution type thing. Oh, huh. That's cool. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, another thing that I hated about this pilot, I didn't really hate this pilot, but there were some things about it that I really fucking hated. And one thing that I really hated about, one thing that I truly hated about it was the way that, that Bella Thorne was supposed to be, Bella Thorne's character, Paige, was supposed to be this beautiful girl who was also, like, just awkward and quirky. And, like, she talked a lot when she was nervous. And, like, oh, God, it was just, uh, yeah. it was, like, that was so annoying. <laughs> Yeah, there were a lot of annoying parts about Yeah, this, the pinch me thing would, was annoying. I would recommend it. You would? That's good. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, that, 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 that came across good. as judgmental, and it was. I I did think it was one of those shows that's like, you'll watch a few seasons and then just regret it. But just like Pretty Little Liars. Like, that True. was Pretty Little Liars True. was like a bad show. Pretty Little Nightmares was, like, was like a bad dream. Yeah, it was like a bad dream. I can't believe I watched so many seasons of it. I can't believe I watched so much of it too. I mean, honestly, um, and I and I can't even <laughs> tell you like like I did. How embarrassing! And I oh, that was such a loud click of the tongue. Um, I am you know I did, you know I did the Warner Brothers tour with Aunt Jackie and Katie Lee, and we walked around the set of Pretty Little Liars. And I don't think I've ever been so happy in my entire life, okay? <laughs> it was a dream come true. Beautiful. I think you were, you were the one that told me that they made Aria's furniture small, right? Yes. They made the furniture in Aria's house smaller because the actress who plays Aria is, like, five feet tall. She, yeah, she's five one. I actually looked that up today. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were thinking about it? That is so uh, funny. No, but actually, funny story. Um, somehow we we're like pretty, pretty Little Liars got brought up at work, and there are these girls that I work with who were like, "Oh my god, I love Pretty Little Liars!" <laughs> like same. So I dropped that Aria furniture trivia, and she's like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah, she's so short." And then I looked it up, and I was like, "She's five one." <laughs> they were like so impressed with my trivia. Well, I am glad <laughs> that I'm helping you make friends at Amazon. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right, so I would rate Famous in Love like a good solid... I would rate Famous in Love like a good solid 1.5 out of 5 stars. Yeah, I'd give it a 2. Yeah, I was really disappointed with it. Um, for the most part, it had its moments, but they were few. They were few. Yeah. I mean, probably not worth watching. There are better shows. I agree. Um, like so... the Good Fight finale. Oh, my God. Did you watch the Good Fight finale? Yeah. Me, really too. Good. It was so good. I watched every episode of the Good Fight from the season, and I really loved it. Yeah. Watch it. It was worth getting that CBS, paying for CBS All Access for one month. All right, Aunt Jackie. So if you could talk a little bit for me. I had a dream that Dick called Uncle Spike and told him that he owed them $20. (laughs) (laughs) 
what happened then in the dream? And then he told Michael it was a delicate subject to bring up, but when I was there, Elaine paid for two meals, and I owed them $20. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I have with me here, live and in speakerphone, a friend and family of the pod, my Aunt Jackie. Aunt Jackie, welcome. Thank you, Madeline. Thanks for having me. We are so excited. Now, despite what my analytics for the podcast tell me, which tells me that a fair amount of people are listening to it, I have a secretly held belief that you are actually the only one listening to it. (laughs) (laughs) I am a very devoted listener. (laughs) And we appreciate that. And actually, you are watching one of the shows that we covered that you heard about on the podcast, right? I'm watching, my husband and I both watch the, I think it's either Imposters or The Imposter, and we're really into it. We watch it every week, and it's really good, and I learned about it from your podcast. Oh, well, good. I am happy to do that Christian service for you. You are so welcome. So There was one other show that you guys reviewed. I'm sorry to interrupt. There was one other show that you reviewed that... um, I was watching as well, and unfortunately, I can't remember it. So that's absolutely no help at all. <laughs> was it the? Was it? You mentioned that you liked the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, that was it. I loved that. that yeah, was so good. Yeah, that was our favorite Thank pilot. You. Yeah, that was our favorite pilot that we've done so far. Just got picked up for two seasons by Amazon, so we're very excited about that. And I, I never would have watched that if it wasn't for Pilot Riot. So this weekend, Jackie, I've brought you on to the Pilot Riot to talk about The White Princess on Stars, which is a historical, it's not historical fiction. It is technically centering around the story of Elizabeth of York, who was King Henry VIII's mother. And uh, it's based on a novel by Philippa Gregory who is famous for writing The Other Boleyn Girl. And I mean, she has just written like dozens, probably like like more than 10, probably dozens of historical fiction books about this time period. And um, so this show is actually a sequel to the show The White Queen that was on Stars, which was a miniseries that was originally made by BBC in England, but Stars distributed here in the US. And that was about, um, you know, The White Princess is about Elizabeth of York. And the White Queen was about Elizabeth of York's mother, Elizabeth Woodville. So confusing because everyone in this time period, there's like one of 10 names. There's like, there's like one of 10 names for each gender that like every person has. They don't, they don't ever like go different with their names. And it's so confusing. Um, So this is actually a sequel to the White Queen that was on stars. Like I said, that was made by the BBC, but the White Princess is actually being made by stars. And I believe that, the White Princess is also just a mini series, just just gonna be one season. Um, and oh, okay. And part of the reason I wanted to have you on to talk about it, Aunt Jackie, was because, as you know, I mean, you remember probably when I was a kid, like when other kids were like really into like um, uh, like cars or dinosaurs or like Katie Lee, my cousin, your daughter, was really into like boy bands. I was really into like Queen Elizabeth the first and English I know you were. and English history. Yep. And stuff of that nature. I read one of her books that was actually about uh, Elizabeth of York's grandmother, Jaquetta. So, so yeah, I'm really, and there are three very interesting women. Um, But anyway, so I have always really been, really been into English history, and I know that you're not really into that kind of thing. And I feel like, so I feel like a melding of our two opinions might be 
um, somewhere in the middle of where most people are. Um, so let me ask you this again, Jackie. Have you ever watched Game of Thrones? I watched about five episodes, and I really, really tried to get into it, and I just had trouble following it, and it was not my cup of tea. Yeah, that's fair enough. So I gave up. That's fair enough. You know, I was going to say that the reason I bring it up is because I think that the author of the Game of Thrones books, George R.R. R. Martin, may have been inspired about the events that precipitated this series, The White Princess. So The White Princess is about Elizabeth of York, and we open up on the pilot. She uh, is living with her family. They're like a noble family out in the countryside. Her mother used to be queen. She used to be a princess. But after her dad died, a couple, you know, however many years ago, a couple years ago, uh, there was like an uprising and different people were fighting over who was going to be king. And it was part of this long, long, long war in England called the War of the Roses, in which se- okay. in which several different men claimed that they had, you know, had different claims to the throne who thought they should be king. And there were a lot of wars over it. So this marriage, so she's living in her country house. All the king's soldiers come in and they say, we're taking you to the palace now because you're betrothed well, to the new you king. One thing. You forgot my, you forgot my favorite part. You just went over my, ran right over my favorite part of the whole show. Which was what? When they're at the country house, mm-hmm. she is standing by, let's say a creek or something. Mm-hmm. And she hears the men on the horses coming. And like every good historical fiction, movie, TV show, et cetera, needs to have, she had on her beautiful gown mm-hmm. and her cloak. Yes. And she heard Floor the horses running. Hood. Yes. Yes. She, yes. Hood full on attire. Mm-hmm. And she heard the men on horseback coming and she goes running up the hill with her cloak billowing behind her. Beautiful and shot. And to me that is like... That was like my favorite scene, watching her run up the hill with her cloak billowing behind her. (laughs) It's like historical fiction porn, (laughs) like the billowing cloak going up the landscape. No, I totally hear you there. Uh, That was a magical Mm -hmm. moment. That was absolutely a magical moment. The two kings who were warring this whole time, one was from the House of Lancaster and one was from the House of York. And Elizabeth is from the House of York. And the guy who won, King Henry VII, is from the House of Lancaster. So everyone's like, okay, we're sick of all these wars. Let's just end it. Like, this is dumb. Henry won. Right. He's, from, he's from House Lancaster. We're going to have him marry Elizabeth, who's a York princess, and then everyone's going to be happy, and it's all going to be good in the hood. Uh, to join the two houses. Exactly, so to join the houses. Happy. Yes. Okay. So the men come and take them away. It's, but it's, that sounds kind of like they were taking them prisoner, but that's not really it. They were just kind of summoned very abruptly to court. And, They're um, probably expecting it somewhat, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, and Elizabeth's mom, Elizabeth Woodville, so confusing. She plays a major role in this pilot. She's very conniving. She loves to scheme. She loves to plot. She wants to kind of figure out a way to kill King Henry the Seventh, who her daughter is now married I to. Get that? I'm so glad you meant you said that because I didn't get that from her from this pilot episode. Um, basically, everyone is obsessed with power. Um, it's the only thing anyone cares about. And so Elizabeth, so Elizabeth is kind of going along with her mom and saying, yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm gonna be patient and I'm going to scheme along with you, but we can see that her loyalties are kind of being tested. She finds out she's pregnant in the pilot. You know, now she's thinking about, you know, her child and, you know, where do her loyalties really lie? 
Um, another figure that's uh, a, pr- a prominent figure in this series is Margaret Beaufort, who's played by the only actor, the only recognizable actor in this whole series, Michelle Fairley, who played Catelyn Stark in Game of Thrones. And she is King- oh, right, right. Yes. And she's King Henry VII's mom. And she's also super mm. schemy, just like Elizabeth Woodville. She seems nasty. She is. She's nasty. She's just like, can you imagine having a mother-in-law like that? No. That would be so horrible. She it would be evil. hellacious. Like, for starters... Um, King Henry VIII's, I mean, can't, sorry, I'm just going to call her Margaret Beaufort. So for starters, Margaret Beaufort, <laughs> she took like the queen's rooms that should belong to Elizabeth because she, because she married so her son, but she was like, well, that no, I'm, so weird. I know it's so weird. She's like one of those moms who's like weirdly obsessed with her son. Yeah. Yeah. So, I definitely got that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So thing that now that you've explained, if I, you watch this again mm-hmm. i'm going to have to call you okay if you watch it to explain it all to me totally because now it makes a lot more sense yes so i mean this kind of gets into like the crux of the pilot for me which is the fact that you're not gonna enjoy it as much if you're not really into english history and it's like you know who is really into english history like not that many people like it's you know what i mean right. it's not like a fun pastime for most people it is for me but so if but you're, look at Game of Thrones. I mean, that's such a huge, you know, they've such a huge following, and that's what tr- genre is that really? That's true. That's that's like that gets more into fantasy. Like fantasy. Yeah, that gets more into fantasy. But I think that they're making shows like this to try to capitalize off of the popularity of Game of Thrones. The Absolutely. Pro- the problem is that you know they do have a good thread in there. So you know our protagonist in this pilot is Elizabeth of York. And like I told you, Elizabeth, I read the book about Elizabeth, Elizabeth of York's grandmother, Jaquetta. Now, Jaquetta was from Luxembourg. And um, so she was a foreigner. And so people didn't trust her as much. And when she was like in her mid 40s, she was put on trial for witchcraft. This all happened in real life. So in this. Yeah. So in this fiction that Philippa Gregory has created, the women are all all have supernatural powers. See, that makes it all, like, honestly, now it sounds much more interesting after I talk to you. And I did pick up a little bit of that supernatural powers when she grabbed a strand of hair yeah. from the king's mom, the mother. Yes, Margaret Beaufort. Yeah, she took a strand of his hair, her hair. What was that? Some kind of root, some kind of um, herb. Yes. Oh, okay. But this should have, like... A little bit. It seems to me. I mean, does everybody understand all no, this? No, no, they like don't. The big dummy, and no. I don't know anything. No, that's definitely not it at all. It seems like it needs a prequel. Like yeah, it have a prequel, which is history. <laughs> but even that would have needed a prequel. Like it's you, and Jackie, you're definitely not like dumb, and like everyone gets it. That's not how it is at all. The only reason I get it is because I've like actually read about this stuff independently. Um, but I think that. Okay. The way that you see it is the way most people are going to see it. And I think that when you say like, oh, well, I understand it so much better now that you've explained it. I think that really speaks to the fact that the people who wrote this pilot didn't do a very good job of uh, laying all the groundwork for all the politics that are involved in the show. Mm. You shouldn't need your niece who loves English history to call (laughs) you when you're watching it so that you can understand it. You should be able to understand it just fine on your own. And true. that doesn't you speak have a good point. Yeah. It doesn't speak in any way to your intelligence. It speaks to the way the show is written 
And maybe the fact that the show shouldn't have been made at all, just because it's really all about the politics of this time. It's not, Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of like a burgeoning love story. Um, We've got a little bit of supernatural stuff in there, but it's nothing as fun as we see on Game of Thrones. It's like you said, literally Elizabeth Woodville, um, Elizabeth of York's mom, grabbed some hair from Margaret Beaufort and wrapped it around like a mandrake root. And then she had some bad dreams. It was yeah. not that fun or exciting. I thought the acting was really good. Me too. I really liked it. Even Ru- though it's not my cup of tea, per se, I thought it had really high production quality yeah. for production value. Mm-hmm. I love the costumes. Yes. I thought the acting was was really good. Um, and now that you have explained it, like before, I, I just was, thought it was a one and done. I was like, oh, well. I watched that. That was something that I, um, you know, it was entertaining for a bit, but I don't think I'll watch it again. But now that you've explained it more to me, I think I might watch the second one. I definitely will. The one thing that's easier than Game of Thrones, and, I, you know, we keep comparing it, or I keep comparing it to Game of Thrones, because it's I've never really watched another show quite like this, um, is they didn't have too many characters to keep track of. That's true. You know, I could pretty easily name the main characters on one hand that's, so that's true helpful. yes mm-hmm. and that's good especially because so many people have similar names you know like elizabeth and her mom are both named elizabeth and so many henry's and edwards and whatever's so i would agree with you that was definitely um a plus it was not too hard to keep track of people they did a good job a lot of times with shows that are all white people they will cast just all generically good looking people and then they all end up looking the same so that makes it even harder to tell mm-hmm. people apart. But they all looked pretty mm-hmm. different. Um, so that was good as well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I think that I would rate this show... Mm, I'm going to give it three out of five stars. I think it was a little better than average. Um, but I didn't super love it. And I think that you'll have a hard time with it if you don't already know all of the politics behind the story. And if you don't know that, I mean, really, who can blame you? Like... There's only so many hours in a day. It's 2017. <laughs> I think I would give this a three, even coming from, you know, the the point of view that this is not a genre that I like um, right. or know very much about. But I did appreciate the acting. The scenery was really pretty. The castles were really neat. And um, the acting was good. So, yeah, I think I would give it a three. All right. I like it. I like it. Um, all right. Well, do you have any other lingering thoughts or things you want to say about it? Or I do not. All right. That would be it. Neither do I. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Ann Jackie. 